Hello and welcome to Mr. Suitcase number 13. I'm doing something a little different this time. I don't normally uh, go ahead and put in enough show notes that you're going to want to check those out. But this time I am. Uh, I've written an open letter to Wizards of the Coast and you're going to want to read what I've written there. It details my thoughts on the reserve list and what I think Wizards ought to do in regards to that. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this podcast as well. But I'm not going to read you the whole the whole letter. Uh, the letter is, you know, 1,500 words or so. It's It's got a lot of detail in it, including some of my background that you may already know. Um, but I wanted to... I wanted to add to it with the audio piece as well. I try to keep the letter very professional and very uh, upfront and not so much uh, emotional, but I wanted to share some of my more personal thoughts with this as well. I, you know, basically, I'm asking for one of two courses of action to take place. Um, I would like Wizards to either revise the the reserve list, even though they just did, but in this case, revise it so that they would allow reprints or at least give us an explanation as to why they arrived at their decision. I understand that, you know, they might not be able to, Wizards, you might not be able to give us a large and lengthy and detailed explanation. That's okay. But something would be better than nothing. Basically, what we got was the official announcement, which didn't have any reasoning behind it, just that this was being changed and this is what we're doing with it. We got a a couple tweets from folks like Aaron Forsyth and Mark Rosewater that basically said, yeah, it sucks, but we're not going to talk about it. So people don't know whether it's because of legal or whether it's because, you know, some people have thought that it was influenced from Hasbro, but we, we did receive information that it was not in regards to Hasbro coming down on them. So just understanding what the basis of the uh, of the decision was. I mean, it has to come down to either negative feedback, uh, something legal, or, you know, deciding to go and honor their their past decisions you know the the thing that really gets me probably on a the most emotional level is that as soon as we started seeing we the players started seeing you know the cards in Phyrexia versus the coalition and from the vault relics these cards that were on the reserve list like Mastercard and Phyrexian Negator it made us think wow they're definitely pushing the limit on the reserve list in a way that they haven't in the past. And it got us excited that we might see something else change, a more drastic change. You know, one thing that has been brought up by Ben Blyweiss is that not all players like foils. As, as a matter of fact, you know, a lot of the folks that I play with personally don't like foils. They don't like the way it reflects the light. It makes it harder for the card to be read. And 
so for them, a foil card has less value than a non-foil card. So I was thinking that that reason alone might be one reason why they would get rid of the reserve list. Instead of doing what a lot of people anticipated, which was getting rid of the reserve list, they went even further with the reserve list, just cutting it off. And, and Wizards, that, that really upsets people in a visceral way. We felt like we were being led down the path slowly. And even if you didn't change the reserve list and announced that the reserve list is not changing, but left open the loophole that you've been using, then I still think people would be upset, obviously, that you didn't you know, rescind the reserve list, but we still have the feeling that you might be able to be giving us our, our original duels as Magic Player Rewards or in, in other forms. Now, that's not going to happen. And, you know, that's pretty sad. There's a bunch of people who I play with who don't have access to the same cards I do. You know, I have a just about a full play set of original duels. I have some of, of the original power. Um, and when I play these in my, our casual play group, you know, folks are like, yeah, of course you win. You got the mana for, you know. And it's true. I have exceptionally good mana. And it's unfortunate that more people can't experience that. Now, personally, I would love to see power reprinted. I think that giving people the opportunity to own power and refreshing the pool of power some would do well for the older formats and give people the opportunity to uh, play with the cards that have become iconic. You know, these cards are diminishing in number. They're not going up, that's for certain. And they are diminishing. You know, every once in a while, you know, someone spills a soda on a table with power. Every once in a while, someone, you know, who stored their collection at their mom's house has it thrown out, you know, for whatever reason. Every once in a while, you know, you put your deck on the roof of your car and you drive off and there it goes. You know, these things happen. They might not happen in great frequency, but they're happening. And the number of cards in circulation is decreasing. In particular, the number of cards in playable condition that in circulation are decreasing. I know a lot of people are doomsaying legacy is going to die in the next year or two because of this. I don't know that that's the case. I mean, certainly Legacy has picked up in competitive popularity. But I've seen tweets and, and information that seems like that Legacy is the second most sanctioned format currently being played behind Standard. That says a lot. Now, I'm willing to bet that most of the folks who are playing in Legacy right now, they're not playing with the hyper-competitive decks, but with a greater prevalence and a, a greater propagation of high-level tournaments, you're going to see people want to build more competitive legacy decks. That's just the natural progression of how formats work. When you see 
higher level players playing stuff, there's a segment of the population that wants to come imitate what they've done. You know, and whether it's around the casual table or a more competitive environment, you know, these are, are things people want to do. You know, I, if I get the opportunity, would like to play in the legacy part of the Star City uh, Open uh, when it comes to St. Louis. I might have that opportunity. I have to double check how the schedule lays out. You know, I'm fortunate in that, you know, with a with a full playset of just about a full playset of the original duels, I have a large part in place. You know, there are still cards that I'm missing, you know, and that are going to be harder to get a hold of. The fact that from the vault relics is coming out and is going to have uh, lion's eye diamond in it is a uh, a big deal to me. I have I have one LED and I'm I'm going to try to get a couple more. You know, and the, those cards being in that set will al- allow them to become a little more viable for me. That's kind of the thing I wanted to share. You know, personally, I would like power to be reprinted. Personally, I would love the original duels to be reprinted. But I can understand if Wizards wanted to draw the line in the sand there. I mean, Mana Drain and Force of Will those cards aren't being reprinted right now, and they play some major roles in some of these formats. Wizards has understood this and been able to manage it. I don't think just because they got rid of the reserve list, they'd go crazy in Haywire. Heck, I don't think they'd reprint Power if they got rid of the reserve list. I just don't think that they think that's in the best interest of the game. However, now you can't reprint any of those cards. And there are some flavorful cards out there that, you know, Wizards has tied their hands behind their back and said, we're not going to print those. I find that disappointing. Look, if you're reading, if you're listening to this someplace other than on MTG cast, uh, my podcast, Mr. Suitcase is carried on MTG cast. I do podcasts when the conflux of time and Interesting topics make themselves available. Uh, the reserve list was one of those times for me. I urge you to check out some of my other podcasts there. Uh, you can email me at eric at mtgcast.com. That's E-R-I-C at mtgcast.com. And uh, I thank you for listening to my thoughts on the reserve list. Um, just want to sum it up one more time for those of you at Wizards who might be listening. Please change the reserve list to untie your hands to do what is right. If you're not going to do that, at least give an explanation to the players. I know that you know that we enjoy these older formats, and I know that you know that a lot of us aren't happy with the change to the reserve list. You can mitigate some of that by just letting us know why. We just want to know what kind of battle we're in to get our voice heard on this. Is it something legal we eyes? If that's the case, I don't have much to tell you in your argument. Is it because you feel like you've gone back on a promise? Well, 
what I'll say to that is you've taken actions in the past that you thought were for the good of the game. Getting rid of the reserve list can be done for the good of the game. Were you afraid of consumer backlash? If you're afraid of consumer backlash, then I think you've made a backwards decision. If not, run a poll. Run a couple polls. Do market research. Share some of that. That would certainly help those of us in the minority to understand that we're in the minority. Or if it's 50-50 and it's a coin flip, then I can understand the decision a lot more. But I've heard a very small number of people say that the reserve list is a good thing. And I've seen a very large number of people say that it's something we should get rid of. This may be some kind of bias into the people I know or the things I listen to, but if you have something that points otherwise, it'd be great for you to let us know. Thank you. This has been Mr. Suitcase number 13, an open letter to Wizards of the Coast. Again, you can email me at eric at mtgcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter as the Watchman T-H-E-W-A-C-H-M-A-N. And you can hear me uh, semi-regularly on Monday Night Magic.